Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald. Thank you for listening to this PowerCat podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode of the PowerCat podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast network. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com. We cover the Wildcats like no one else with our VIP customers enjoying one-of-a-kind coverage from our team of professional journalists. And sign up today for an annual subscription to GPC and grab a 30% discount on your first year. And now here's the PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Insiders Podcast, presented by Commerce Bank, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to another edition of the PowerCat Insiders Podcast. We have brought in the bench here. Not that they're like the backups. Well, they are the backups. They're just substitutes. But not like a substitute teacher you can take advantage of. These guys are legit. I'm Tim Fitzgerald. Matt Walters from the Kansas State Sports Network is here with us, as he usually is, except when he's not. Off day today. That's right. You've got banker's hours, so no banking today. It's also uh, babysitting day for... Kellis Robinette, because there's no school today, so he had to step out. Riley Gates is technically here for him, like it matters. And Ryan Black is not here because apparently he's got family in town. They're doing some weird southern stuff. I think they're, like, <laughs> cooking up crawdads they're or something. They're fixing the hedges in Athens after South Carolina destroyed them. Yeah. yeah. So my buddy Tyler Griever from WIBW is here with us, all in studio, as opposed to the time we had Tyler on from his phone in Lawrence, in which there's no cell signals, apparently. It's pretty bad. It's very bad. It was really matter. weird. It was. Uh, this is a special edition of The Insiders. D- did you know that today is Columbus Day, that Columbus discovered America in 1776, Riley? I, That's how it is. Look, I didn't do well in history. But I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah. It's questionable. It's kind of like me showing up to Chick-fil-A and saying, I have discovered you, (laughs) with people already standing there in the lobby. I told Riley this. My AP world history teacher in high school 
indoctrinated me to the anti Christopher Columbus like clan because like, he's kind of a horrible person in the grand scheme of history. <laughs> like if you do your research, oh I know he is. He's he's pretty awful by most stretches. So like I don't know if that's been adjusted in the public school system in the past you know decade, but you know probably should do that. I just want to say how rude it is that. We didn't get the day off for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Journalism knows no days off. Uh, setting aside genocide, he didn't even find the place. Yep. So come on. Yeah. He's if not you great. Set aside genocide. It's yep. a small detail. Mad Walters, what are you doing with your day off, man? You Look, usually they've got you in the vault, counting money all day. And when you're not doing that, you're doing radio stuff. You sneak out for us, but you got a whole day off and it's nice weather. Why aren't you coughing? Did that yesterday. Good for you. We're good. I just lots of odds and ends and stay on routine, get certain things accomplished today. Well, K State and TCU will tussle. Was it one thirty kickoff? Yep. Correct. That's a weird time. I just don't accept these changes in my life. On Saturday at Bill Snyder Family Stadium, we will all be there. I think Tyler will be there. You yep. Cats this I weekend. Will be. Yep. Yeah, I thought you did. Yep. And uh, it'll be a very interesting game. We've got a lot to cover and talk about as both teams are off this weekend. But first, we are sponsored by Commerce Bank. Which has the technology and the people to help with whatever financial challenges come your way. Commerce Bank, challenge accepted. Both teams coming off a bye week. Yeah, it's really weird. That bunch of teams are off. Four. Four teams. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote that the majority of the Big 12 was on bye this week. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. That's not right. Stop. Six and four. It felt like there was eight teams on bye, though. Well, I, I love the TV contract. You only have three games this weekend. We're going to give you Texas and Oklahoma, as Oklahoma is now the 11 a.m. team in the conference. And then both the other games will be at the exact same time. You're welcome. <laughs> Makes no sense. No, it makes no sense at all. And the Big 12 makes very little sense, other than the fact that uh, Oklahoma is the best team. That was a seven-point game that felt like much more. But what little we know about this conference, some of it will be sorted out this weekend, Matt. I don't know what to think of TCU. I cover Kansas State. I don't know what to think of Kansas State. What should we expect this weekend? Great question. I don't know. You have chaos. You have no idea. Um, I TC's got a really good defense. Uh, they have a couple of, you know, I think game breakers on offense. You have to keep Jalen Rager uh, under wraps as best as possible. And, you know, we'll we'll see how both teams come out and try and attack things. I think with with Kansas State's, um, you know, bye week, they, they have spent a lot of time focusing on each other, one another, and what they've got to do. And I'm sure, again, we're going to see some – we'll see some different things offensively come Saturday. It's a reflex, Tyler, to say TCU has a good defense because they can be good. And I know Gary Patterson is one of the supreme defensive coaches uh, in the nation. 41 points to SMU. Last time out at Iowa State, 49 points. That is a little strange. And then again, they looked really good against Kansas, which has some – which you can argue, and we discussed this on the drive on Sunday night on WIBW, Kansas might have better offensive weapons from top to bottom than Kansas State, yep. and they struggled against the Frogs. They're hard to figure out defensively. Absolutely. I, I think the most interesting thing to look at from the K-State offensive point of view is something we also talked about, is like how do they come out of the bye week up front? 
because mm-hmm. I think the first three weeks of the season, they looked really good up front and were controlling the line of scrimmage, which allowed them to run the ball successfully. And that's going to be – it's always key in football, but with this type of team that's so predicated on a proficient run game, it's that much more important for this back half of the season. They're a scary offense for me because, you know, Matt mentioned Rager, and that that's obviously a, a threat. K-State's obviously struggled with – two opponents that have those go-to type lethal receivers and they also have a running game that ranks really high in the, in the nation i think it was uh 14th or 13th when i checked today so i mean it, it feels like they're going to beat you in a lot of different ways and uh, you know k-state can zone in on stopping the run but are they going to be able to to slow Rager down in, in the passing game and i tell you what uh max duggan is a really really talented quarterback for even for being as young as he is i was kind of hoping that they might stick with uh, alex delton for a little bit longer but they made that switch pretty quick i don't know if you've heard this before but alex delton is splitting time at quarterback with someone have you ever no i've never covered that situation sounds like it could go poorly in a lot of places (laughs) sounds like he could have stayed and done the same darn thing (laughs) and worn purple uh yeah it's uh very interesting to look at this roster rager's a little bit different than some of the receivers k-state's faced in his five games he's averaged 12.4 average catch yards per catch three touchdowns his long is 42 so he's not really the big play guy that k-state's seen he's he's kind of a guy that'll make plays and pick up first downs and perpetuate drives but and i would i would say he is the big play wide receiver tcu's just not (laughs) been able to accomplish that this year uh he's their go-to guy and i'm sure aj parker's going to be on him the majority of the day and we'll see how he has bounced back from a tough uh tough one against baylor riley you mentioned the running game 241.8 yards a game on the ground that's not messing around at all and that's exactly as Tyler said that's what K-State needs to do. How much of this, what does K-State need to do to fix itself? You know, we all want to talk about that. How much of it is just mental? Get back to being mean and nasty and and being confident in what you do. I think that's a a lot of it. And, you know, we've seen how they've they've kind of changed mentally as a team where as at Mississippi State it was it was swag and confidence and they were better than you. And and we haven't really seen them that way and I think that's because of you know those those types of plays they've given up the the big run uh to Chuba Hubbard the big explosive pass or you know something like that against Baylor and it just those are so demoralizing because honestly I'm in the opinion, and maybe this differs from you guys, but I'm of the opinion that this defense has been really pretty good this year. But those big plays have beaten them, and and you're never going to have a game where you can just totally avoid the big play. Like eventually, it's going to strike, especially against the type of offenses they've faced, uh, and and that's what you got to try to look to avoid here in this game. And maybe that maybe that will work, and you know they give up kind of that old bend but don't break type of thing where they give up a lot of yards on the ground but they don't necessarily give up the 46 yard touchdown run or whatever and uh Rager catches a few passes but it's never for a deep touchdown I, you know that that'd be a, a way that i think you get your confidence back because i don't think you're going to shut this offense out of the out of the game yeah i agree that they, they have nice tools max duggan's a interesting dude i mean he took that yep. job earlier than most of us expected i don't know if it was because alex delton wasn't good enough i just think they realized we need to get this young freshman into playing time and get him on the field and take our lumps as we go absolutely i mean when you look at tcu and you mentioned the big plays i mean they, they don't strike me as a team that i think this could play a little bit more into k-state's favor and right. that tcu doesn't strike me as a big explosive downfield type of offense i mean if it's going to be a grinded out type of game i think it plays more into k-state's favor in that regard 
What do you think of Duggan? Duggan. They're taking Duggan. Their, Duggan. It's, Doug, it's Duggan, to my understanding. Duggan. They're taking their lumps with him. Uh, Alex is not a very good passer. He's not been a very good passer. And Duggan's not as fast as Delton is. So I still think we're probably going to see some of Delton. I do. But to, I want to flip back to K-State's defense sure. for a second. I just hope they have you know, done some knitting in the middle of the defensive front right. because Oklahoma State got him there, Baylor got him there, Nichols got him there early, um, you know, early in the third quarter way back in week one. And I think that's what K-State's got to do is, you know, they can't get gouged up the middle again. If K-State's getting gouged up the gut with the ground game, look out. Yeah, they just aren't going to win games. I mean, this gets back to the very basic. We talked about this on the drive. Um if you can't block or tackle, you're not going to win football games. That was an application to the Chiefs and one of their struggles, but this is very very true of K-State. They're not tackling well, but mostly they're struggling with assignments on the defensive side. You can just watch the tape. Every time there's a long run, they bend back a D-tackle, and there should be someone filling the gap, and there's no one there. There's just the, the safeties and, and linebackers seem to be out on the fringe, and it's just wide open in the middle. I don't know how much of that assignment and design, but boy, man, that, that's got to stop. K-State also doesn't have a true Mike linebacker. No, we don't. You, when you look at that, I mean, you know, you've had you've had Sullivan playing Will and Mike, uh, and, and Chris Clemens even said that's really, really hard to do. Uh, and that's something, that's one of those recruiting things where K-State's going to have to fix that. I think you have two really, you know, evenly matched teams. I think TCU has the better game-breaker type players than K-State does, but I think you've got two teams that are in the same exact spot confidence-wise. I don't think you have two teams that are thinking we're going to come into this game and we're just going to roll. So that's it's going to be you know stand in the middle of the ring early on, feel one another out, and I think um, can, can either team land a couple of haymakers, but again, for me, defensively, K-State cannot get – roughed up up the middle of the field. And you mentioned that game-breaker type of role. I think that was one of the biggest questions entering the season, and I think it might be the biggest question coming out of the bye week is, who steps up for K-State in that regard? We've, we've talked about all year that they can't hit explosive plays. It doesn't sound like Malik Knowles has a great shot at playing this no. week. He was probably their most explosive player on offense. So out of the bye, who out of the young guys you have can step up and actually be a big playmaker for this team? Because I think that's a gigantic question for them down the line. Joe Irvin? Are they going to start expanding the freshman's role at running back? I mean, that's what Chris Kleiman said on on the on Tuesday last week, and you know that we could expect to start seeing more of Joe. But number one, what does more of Joe Irvin mean? I mean, you know, does that mean he gets a, a few extra carries in the third quarter, or does that mean he gets ascended into the number two running back spot behind James Gilbert? Because we haven't really seen much of Harry Trotter, and when we have seen him, he's kind of been struggling recently. Um, I don't I don't think he would go up that high. Uh, on the pecking order, and I haven't really seen a whole lot that makes me feel that's what they should do. Um, for me, the the playmakers, if you're going to make them, they has to start coming in the passing game. I mean, I, I think you have something really good going with the running game right now. I think James Gilbert has it figured out, and I think Harry Trotter would be a nice compliment, but I think I definitely underestimated how much Jordan Brown meant to the running game and, and what he could bring in there. But Gilbert's got to hang on to it. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. That's a weird call. development for him because he was not a fumbler at Ball State, and all of a sudden he's got the fumbles. And and they're not even like 
oh, wow, that guy got a hat on the ball. That was a really nice play. They're weird fumbles. It shouldn't be happening out there. Yeah, I forgot to hold on to the ball fumbles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, we don't know about Jordan Brown. We don't know his status. Uh, he's going to be out probably for this week and next week against Oklahoma from what it sounds like. We discovered last week that he never redshirted while at um, North Carolina. North Carolina. Sorry, my brain paused there. What? You know, what kind of fool graduates college in three, three and a half years, Riley? I don't know. Those guys are idiots. <laughs> Which Riley Gates did. But I'm impressed. I mean, playing football and he gets his degree in three years without redshirting, you know, three and a half with the summers and everything. That's impressive. We just all assumed he'd redshirted. I think Chris Kleiman had to from his yeah. his reaction in the press conference. And then lo and behold, he hasn't redshirted, so he's eligible for he's played four games to redshirt. And then that becomes an interesting question. If he redshirts, then Joe Irvin doesn't redshirt, does he? No, right? I, no I just, not with Brown being banged up. And I don't know what the right thing to do there is. I agree. I I think you just let Jordan Brown decide. Yeah. I mean, if if you're going to play, then we'll play Joe these next two games because he's only played two, I believe. Um, and then you can come back and and we'll go through the rest of the year. But but if you come back and get hurt again, you just lost your eligibility. He's, you think Irvin's only played twice? Yeah. Yeah, two games. Yeah. That's right. Right. So. Yeah, this would be if he plays TCU in Oklahoma. He's played his four. But, man, if Brown comes back, plays a fifth game, he's burned his eligibility, and then gets hurt, you know, it's like, uh, we should have done that. So this is really a tough decision. This is where managing that roster and that that four-game redshirt rule becomes almost a science. And you have to actually think about it a little bit, too. Can Jordan Brown become your bell your bell cow running back, you know, can you can you lean on him as much as you've leaned on James Gilbert this year? Because I, uh, I'm not saying you can't, but we definitely we haven't seen it at K State. North Carolina didn't see it at North Carolina, despite being a four star recruit. So, you know, I, I I think maybe it might be best for K State to just kind of roll with your seniors, and then you you start that transitional period into these young guys. Might have to take some lumps on offense, but. I don't know if holding him back from this year's team is necessarily the right move to do. That's that's a decision I'm glad I don't have to make. Has this program arrived at all hands on deck, though? Right, quick, I want to say that yeah. I think that also has an impact on your recruiting. Yeah. If Jordan Brown does, for whatever reason, play four games in, in red shirts and then stays. Then you got a senior coming back. Yeah, it could affect some recruits. It's it's a mess. But I, I think they've re, they've arrived at all hands on deck. If Jordan Brown can play, you play him. If you need to burn Joe Irvin and play Jordan Brown, you do it. You, I know there's stakes here, and you need to build for the future too, but you, you can't go through this season without offensive weapons. you just got to find some guys and carve out what they can do and take advantage of it. If indeed Brown is a long-term player that's out, Irvin's going to play more, and he's – He's not going to go just four games. No. Because you can't go through the rest of the – you can't go through the next seven weeks with Gilbert and Trotter, and that's it. You can't no, do it. Absolutely not. But as you reference, I think the stakes have, have changed to, to go all in. If you don't start 3-0 and and you are maybe sitting with, like, one or two wins at this point, then, yeah, maybe you can kind of hold back a little bit and look for the future. But, like, three wins away from bowl eligibility, it's it's attainable at and, this point. And lots of winnable games. Exactly. You have a schedule where you can do that. So I'm with you. I think it's got to be all hands on deck to see who can contribute. And we've seen in this conference that I gave up Tech for dead. They're still alive. They technically won that game at Baylor if the refs don't intervene and make a bad call. The Big 12 actually admitted the referees made a mistake. I couldn't <laughs> believe a it. Um, Tech looked really good in that game. 
and they looked awful at the start of the year. West Virginia looked bad at the start of the year. They're, They're showing better. signs of life. So K-State can get back on track, and, and you hear Chris Kleiman beginning to hedge into – he just I almost feel like he wants to climb up – he wants to climb up on that table and say, I don't have enough dudes because he doesn't have enough dudes. And we knew that going into the year. We just got fooled by those first three games. Well, he's not He's not going to say it, but everybody knows it. So it's going to take a couple of years to get some of those guys in the fold. And I think they, they picked up some good guys, you know, last year. They're just young, have to figure things out. They're going to get bigger and stronger. Chris Dawson's going to do a great job with them. And then before we know it, K-State will likely have the kind of depth you need where they're lacking it right now. Baylor is ranked in year three of Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. One and gotta, 11 to seven and six to... He's done a heck of a job. Got to give it. Got to give it some time. He, he's a great coach. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he wouldn't... The NFL wouldn't be coming after a guy that went seven and six in college <laughs> unless they knew he was a heck of a football coach. Without knowing every player on their roster... There's only one other team whose talent level I think is where K-State is right now in the Big 12. West Virginia. I, I would agree. I think, I Every, think everybody Kansas else, has ha- Everybody else, in my opinion, for what it's worth, has more talent. Top to bottom. That's amazing to it's say. It's a sad reality to accept, yeah. but, I mean, it's probably real. No, that's 100% right. And that. This was what a lot of fans didn't understand about the push for Coach Snyder to retire. It wasn't about the results on the field. It was about the trajectory and where recruiting was putting this program. It was going to be really dire no matter who the head coach was. But you had to get the recruiting turned around. We saw it turn around in the late spring period last year under Chris Kleiman. It seems to be better this year. But he reiterated to me at last Tuesday's press conference, I'm going high school. We're going to pick up some JUCO where we need to, and we're going to, but we're going to stick with developing guys. And translation is, fans, you got to be patient. It's not easy to do. We'll be back on this Insiders podcast for this beautiful Columbus Day. Thank you for inventing the light bulb, Columbus. You're a good man. We're sponsored by Commerce Bank. They invented banking. Bet you didn't know that either. We educate, we inform, and now we pause. Stay locked in. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC gig-powered studios. 
Welcome back to the Powercat Insiders Podcast. We've got the gang all gathered, even though two members of the gang didn't show up. we got substitute members of the gang. They're doing a great job filling in. As members of the gang, they're like family. Matt and I are here. Matt Walters, Tim Fitzgerald. We've been doing this together for almost 30 years. We have uh, gray hair. Well, let's put it this way. I have gray hair. You have no hair. Matt was a young guy when we started this, and now he's an old guy. <laughs> Easy. Fitz's goatee is gray. It is. Yeah, very, it is. It's very gray. That's, that's the only hair, but that's gray. I, I would prefer... He had brown hair on his head when I first met him. I, <laughs> I still do when I forget to cut it. I have video evidence of you having hair. Oh, don't ever show that video from many, many years I ago. I tweeted a picture of that way back. That's Tyler Griever bragging of the video evidence in the WIBW archives. Got it. What a dork. I would say I was, but I still am. Speaking of dorks, Riley Gates with us, too. Riley uh, works here at Go Cat, and he puts up with me on a full-time basis. We are your insiders, and we'd want to be outsiders right now because it's a beautiful day in Manhattan. Did we do a Commerce Read this half? We didn't. Oh, my God. The Insiders Podcast brought to you by Commerce Bank. Whatever financial challenges come your direction, Commerce Bank can help. Commerce Bank challenge accepted. Kansas State and TCU tussle on Saturday afternoon at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. And the loser, shall I say, will be in dire shape. They'll be in quite yeah. concerning shape. Great. Right. TCU's got to win. They they beat KU, but yay. You know, I mean. That was you, at home. Yeah. You, you could be in big, big trouble if you lose this game. Although K-State, interestingly enough, still has very winnable games. West Virginia's coming into Manhattan. Maybe Tackett, Lubbock will be a little bit more difficult than we thought. Maybe KU and Lawrence could be more difficult. We're going to see what pans out with this new offense that they're going to unveil. Well, they unveiled it on the road at Boston yeah. College, but got in trouble. And then they put it under veil, and then they brought it back out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. K-State might be in in, in a bad spot if uh, – or sorry, I misspoke. TCU might be in a bad spot. If they lose this game, I think K-State's in a horrible spot if they lose this game because then you welcome Oklahoma to town, and I'm just we're just going to put it out there right now. That's probably not going to go well. It doesn't go well no matter where. It especially doesn't go well when they play them in Manhattan. They should move the game to Norman, just like old school. Agree, when okay they used to that. buy the games and they were always in Norman, and K-State got paid to go on the road, K-State's better against Oklahoma in Norman. Go figure that one out. So let's look ahead. You might be 0-4 after a beat down, potential beatdown by Oklahoma and you're going into Lawrence just dejected. Eesh, I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Oklahoma's good, boys. Let's talk about them a little bit. I have watched a lot of, a lot of college football. I've never looked at anyone the same way I looked at Michael Bishop in terms of being a run-pass threat. Jalen Hurts is that. He's a running back that throws the ball incredibly well. And he takes an already great team and makes them greater. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's fun to watch him. And they have a defense now. Um, you know, Coach Grinch has uh, has brought a good philosophy from folks. That's actually his name, yeah, Coach Grinch, <laughs> from Ohio State to to Norman, and, and that's you know, watching Oklahoma and Texas on Saturday. That that's what I was watching most because Oklahoma's got guys everywhere. But on defense, the fact that they got to Ellinger and they kind of beat him up and knocked him down and all around in that ball game. Um, I think nationwide they're they're not getting the call or the the, the due 
cause, do rewards, whatever the case is that they deserve. Do I think that they're Ohio State or Alabama right now? No, but I think Oklahoma is a top five team. Jalen Hurts says the maturity that they've needed. You yeah. know, uh, Baker was Baker. He a stud on the field, but it kind of ran his mouth a little bit at times and might not have had the team. Hurts like, doesn't say a word. Exactly. He I just think, beat you. I think Hurts has the total package. I think anytime you can transfer from Alabama to <laughs> Oklahoma, you might have a little bit of talent, just a little bit. But I, it's everything around him, though, too, man. I mean, watching C.D. Lamb up close in Lawrence a couple weeks ago, that kid is so quick mm-hmm. and so agile. And they lead the country in 20-plus, 30-plus, and 40-plus yard plays right now. So, I mean, they could strike at any time at any point on the field. And everybody is kind of savoring the chance of Lincoln Riley eventually making the NFL job. Riley actually has a Lincoln Riley to the Cowboys shirt under his sweatshirt Please, right now. Please, let's get that movement started right now. That let's... might happen by tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. I would be absolutely 200% on board with that one. Yeah. Let's get it going. You know, I have something in common with Jalen Hurts. After this podcast, I lift for about two hours. Is that right? Yeah, it's food, but I'm lifting. So, How many better quarterbacks in the country are there right now? Than him, Riley. I'm going to defer to you on this. Uh, well, that's Trevor a Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is better. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence has played better. True. Um, well put. Tua. Yeah, I, I do think Tua's better. Um, I I can't honestly come up with that many. He imagine Nick Saban. Yeah, hey, coach, you got a quarterback controversy, and he's like, No, I don't. I'm yeah, just no. happier than hell. I got both these dudes. I mean, I think if you had to give out the Heisman today. Hurts is it top three. Probably is. I think you have a case for Jalen Hurts. I would agree. I, as weird as that is to say, I yep. think he's there. If they won three straight Heisman's, I you cancel football. It's over. <laughs> the Big 12's done. <laughs> it's not fair. Well, and they haven't, as Matt pointed out, they haven't done anything with that because they haven't had a defense, and now suddenly. They have a defense. Well, that's next week's problem. This week's problem is the purple frogs that shoot blood out of their eyes, which is never a good thing. Is that a thing? Yeah. Do they do? Do they, they really do that? That's what horn frogs the do. Power they, frog. They shoot frog. They shoot blood out of their eyes. One of their helmets. That's terrifying. All, all helmets has little streaks of red. Huh? Yeah. I never knew that. It's. Uh, it's not good. I'm pretty scared. I'm look. I mean, let's be honest. I don't care if it's a gator or a bear or a little tiny frog. You shoot blood out of your eyes. I'm out of here. No, I, I'm not sticking around for that. Uh, I'm just gone. An ugly frog too, for the record. Yeah. I don't know if there are many cute frogs, but that frog's ugly. Kermit. Kermit's great. <laughs> Team Kermit. That would be like uh, K State's old Willie logo. Having Kermit as your mascot at TCU, that's the way I feel about the Tom and Jerry mascot, Riley. That's it. I've got a pennant. Baylor had the old bear logo on their helmet Saturday. Sailor bear? Yep. That's a great bear. I like it. Is it going to be a full house on Saturday? No. 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 (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. Look, K-State fans are fickle. They really are. We know we talk a lot about what great fans they are. You know, I can just see, we can see the traffic on our site and podcasts drop when there's losses. It's just hysterical. You know, they they get up and down. They live for their Wildcat football. They're really passionate about it. And when they lose and lose a couple games like they have opening the Big 12, they almost get depressed. Yeah. I'm not going to rail I'm not going to rail on it. It's it's pointless, but I will say I was disappointed on the east side in the Baylor game. How quickly they evacuated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I, it just 
it goes to show you what that like if you had just played a home game after Mississippi State, a lot of things could be different. Yeah, Cause, not cause have you that go on go. the road and get smacked, and then you're like, I don't. I guess I go to the game. I don't know. We'll see. And then they fall behind early, and it's like, all right, well, they're not any different. You know, I think that's kind of where people are at right now. It's like, yeah, it's different. Yeah, we did some nice things, but kind of the same old team, not that entertaining at home. You know, the big win was on the road, which was unfortunate. And now that big win is looking uh, worse. Horrible. By the week, <laughs> especially after Mississippi State goes to Tennessee and just gets what the heck is going on the whole joe moorhead thing is like it's losing steam very quickly in starkville no it should it should i mean tennessee couldn't even beat their dog uh and they beat (laughs) they beat mississippi state's dog um i don't know how i beating dogs and frogs shooting blood out of their eyes peter come for you welcome to the podcast they uh there's 14 weeks in this season we know that Two off weeks for everyone, and K-State's already done as they hit the seven-week mark. Seven in a row from here on out. When I saw that, Matt, I thought, oh, that's not good. You don't want those off weeks so early in the schedule. The way the season's played out, I almost think they needed this off week. They couldn't. They they would be in big trouble if they had to line right back up and play without any energy, without any momentum. Now they've had an opportunity to ramp themselves back up. And the way they get energy is winning a ball game. Yep. Uh, you know, again, Oklahoma is going to be a rather sizable beast next week, but you know, don't worry about that. Just you got to win this one that's in front of you. They know it. Everybody knows it. Um, K State's in the position it's in for many, many reasons. I I think it's been easy to see some improvement in certain spots. There are other areas where K State's not gotten better, and we'll see what it was like and how much it helped them running ones against ones much of last week and probably early this week. Is it too early to toss this one out there and say it's must win for bowl eligibility? I don't think so. I'm not going to go with must. Can we just go to put this game in the preferred status? (laughs) Would go a long way. Like it's not quite a VIP, it's just preferred. Yeah, I just think it's like... More you're not just a walk-on, preferred. you're a preferred walk-on. Right. You, you just, a lot of things have changed. We kind of mentioned earlier how, like, Texas Tech looked left for dead, and you're thinking, oh, great, you go get that road win. Now you're not, you haven't said that's a loss, but you're certainly not looking at it as a lock anymore. Um, kind of the same for West Virginia. So, yeah, yeah, it's probably overreaction to say that in the third game of the Big 12 schedule, but it feels like, I, I'll put it this way. How about this? If they lose, I'm not marking them off of a bowl game. If they win, I think they're 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 shoe in. I'm not going either way. I'm not either. I did. I think if K State wins on Saturday, I, I I would lean to the side saying they're in. They're going to get to six and six, but you don't know. Yeah, you just don't. It, any other injuries happen between now and then? K State could get decimated by Oklahoma next week. Going, I tell you, you know, Fitz, you you cracked the world. I mean, I'm. Mm-hmm. Gonna be. I'm 11 months from hitting half a hundred. Think about when we were the age of these guys. We didn't care. We didn't think about when. Just winning. Period. Right. But how hard? If you take a step back and you think about just how hard winning is, you could write a 500-page book about it. But winning on the road is even harder. I know. I know. I and. This team did it. I, no matter what Mississippi State ends up being this year, they still went on the road into an SEC environment and won a game. And I, 
they need to carry that with them and realize, hey, we're capable. They didn't even play that well that game and still won. We're capable of being a much better team. But that game did end up being a warning sign. The mistakes and troubles showed themselves in that game, and they have not gone away. They've almost deepened in some ways. Um, and really, since they came home, they just haven't had the same energy. I'm not saying they're not playing hard. It's almost like a mental focus. You can see, I'm good this play, I'm good this play. Hey, look, a bunny rabbit. You know? It's just yeah. that's the way it looks like. At times it looks like a little league baseball team where Johnny loses his focus at sometimes. Maybe it's youth or maybe it's new system. I don't know, but all of a sudden I'm understanding why Bill Snyder put the slower, smarter guy on the field. I understood the systems, even though he got run over in the right position. That's the difference here. That's gonna be he heavily, did his job. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be heavily tested because I think I read in the K State game notes they're one of three Power Five teams yep. in the country that seven are gonna straight. play seven straight games. And you mentioned the early bye weeks. It's that mental focus, exhaustion, fatigue that's gonna come into play, especially if one or two of these games don't go your way. Can you be able to refocus? Because there's no time to really relapse in this whole stretch to end the season if you want to make a bowl game. First bye week I thought was at a perfect time. Second bye week. Yeah. Personally, I think it should have. You'd want it after the Oklahoma game. I agree, I agree with you there. Yeah. And just have the bye week across the street at the hospital. Just move everyone over to get healthy. <laughs> do some surgeries. Come back. Uh, it's this game's enormous. I don't even know how to put it. I, I do think they can still get eligible. They're not mathematically eliminated, certainly. But when you stop and think about it, they would be 0-3 in the Big 12. Still got Oklahoma coming in to hurt your feelings. You're going to go to Texas, probably get your feelings hurt there. Now you're at four possible wins. Yeah. To and get as three. Riley mentioned, do you really want to limp into Lawrence the first year with a new head coach there when they're probably looking for some sort of statement to end the losing streak in the Sunflower Showdown? See, I look at I look at that differently. And it's just because uh, of, I guess, being older. If K-State loses to TCU and what happens to Oklahoma happens against Oklahoma, that is the perfect remedy to get your brain right I to go to that. Lawrence. I can see that. I can see that. That is the perfect That's... thing. Now, granted, Chris Kleiman and his staff haven't been in the middle of it, but, boy, you want to talk about the easiest remedy because you can start on that that Saturday night or Sunday morning, and it's, yep. e it's easy for Chris Kleiman and his staff to say, boys, it has been a struggle, but guess what? You've got Kansas in their house. And I know I'm new to the program, but you have won a million times in that facility. Easy. Now, I don't mean going there to win is going to be easy, but that's the easy potion to get your team on the rails going in there. We talk about the mental mistakes of K-State. Mm -hmm. KU's had plenty of those mm -hmm. this year, and K-State is still, to me, clearly a better football team. I, I don't think that's in question for me. So No, I agree. It's, it's odd. I agree with Matt in that if you want to look at particularly – talent at playmaker positions, KU's got K-State beat. Specifically with Malik Knowles out, that really even makes it more dramatic. But overall, as a football team, K-State is a better team. Hey, it hasn't come up yet, and for good reason. It'll, it'll come up in a couple of weeks. Chris Kleiman is not an idiot. He knows and understands to the letter the importance of winning that game. Yep. Yep. Well, that's a couple of weeks down the road. It's going to be enormous for both programs. It'll be really fun. There's some stakes in this game. Remember, uh, remember the video, if I may, of of Gene Taylor calling Chris Kleiman to offer him the job right. before they hit record. 
Gene Taylor referenced, you got to be Kansas. Record. Yeah. Would you like to be the next head football coach at Kansas State? I knew he knew before that phone call. Matt, yeah. Wal- Matt Walters just, he just knows everything. I know he does. He does. He's, he's on the inside. Well, that's why we call it the insiders. Oh. Yeah. The, we, we supposedly know stuff, but mostly it's Matt. Right. There's something else that Matt knows uh, as we kind of pivot here. Davey and Bradford, uh, a really good recruit for Kansas State. Uh, I don't think you can talk specifically about recruits because you do stuff for K-State, but it feels like they got the momentum they really need. They finally had some recruiting momentum. The programs won another Big 12 title. This feels really tangible, doesn't it? When was the last recruiting class comparable to this one? Yeah. You the, I'll leave it with that. Well, yeah. I mean, in terms of the Weber. The Weber's is, is the Marcus Foster class, but this one blows that one out in my opinion. Yeah. I'm just saying the last recruiting class, period. Yeah. Has to be the Beasley one, right? Yeah. Beasley, Walker, Pullen. Has to be. That one's better, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not saying K State has Michael Beasley in this recruiting class. I want to set clear as day. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's good, and, you know, again, growing pains probably for basketball this year with losing those seniors, but this is really tangible. They have finally stacked that success. They have finally gone out and said, we are a program that's, you know, we're going to be here. We're going to set you up for success. You're going to set us up for success. Look at what we're doing. Look at who we have. And they just one domino after another. They've gotten them to fall. I mean, I – I'll be honest with you guys, because I, I followed the recruiting trail. As as these kids popped up onto the trail and other ki- other schools started to get involved in them, I was thinking, just knowing what I know about other things, I I did not really foresee that a lot of these kids coming here. Maybe one of them, maybe Miguel, but the other ones I kind of thought were going to go somewhere else. And they have, impressive. they have blown it out of the water. I bet your rally house is in, in good stead with Kansas State right now. Did you follow this at all, where they put out the uniform that wasn't supposed to be put out yet? So we now oh. know about the alternate uniform that K-State's going to wear with the Wildcats script. Oops. That's not good. Hey, oh. if, Turn if you, that around, please. Well, I love that uniform. Oh, okay. Number one. I'm sorry. I, went, I was thinking football. So. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an old 70s uniform updated. Uh, I love the fact that the young woman took a photo of it, probably to decide whether or not to buy it, probably show it to someone, should I get this? And then went back to get it and said, oh, we had to take that off the shelves. That was supposed to be out. <laughs> I brought this up to you on the drive mm-hmm. with the recruiting situation. It feels like K-State's in a really, I'll use the word, opportune position to have a class like this mm-hmm. with what could be happening with the other major basketball program in the state. I think that's the easiest card you can play. Referring to Wichita State? (laughs) (laughs) UMKC. Do not. They're not in the state. Ah, fair enough. They're on the Missouri side. Fair enough. Again, he struggled in. Was it history or geography? All of them. Math, geography. You you play so much of a hypothetical card there. But it's kind of, as you said, it's it's an easy one to play to to say, hey, we don't know what's going to happen with them over the next year, two years. I don't know. And I, we still see K-State recruiting another big man. They're still active on him. And who's a KU lean? That indicates to me people are playing that card pretty hard against the Jayhawks. Yep, I think they are. And I think that that will be really interesting with, with Jethro Miskaden, and we'll see how he uh, 
how that one unfolds. I still I still want to say he's leaning towards KU. I think but, so too. But but uh, that's that's one that I think you could really swoop in with right now. I think if no you're doubt. a recruit, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to commit to you quite yet. Yeah, let's see how this yeah, plays out. Gonna, we're going to get down the road a little bit. Well, getting down the road for K-State means their off week in football is over. TCU, the Frogs, and Coach Patterson are coming to town. It's a very intriguing purple-on-purple violence game. We'll see who comes out. Good weather, too. It's supposed to be? Mm-hmm. I need I need good weather right now. My furnace went out. Really? Yikes. Yeah. It's been a little cold in my house. And it's also the temperature's been cold. Extra blanket. You hate to see it. <laughs> you <laughs> actually hate to see it. And well, feel it. Well, uh, guys, I, I don't know what to think about K-State football. It's not like I'm down on them. I, I knew this was coming. I predicted 6-6, six and six, and I thought I was being optimistic with it. They're on track to be 6-6. Six and six. Maybe Saturday is the difference between six wins and fewer. But I, I feel like a lot of fans are like, oh, I'm out. This isn't going to work. This is Ron Prince all over. And I'm like, no, it's no, not. It's, no, it's not. I don't yeah. think it's Saturday. Yeah, it's not that at all. That's a jump. That's a yeah, jump. Yeah, I, I think a lot of fans are just like, I'm I'm. What did we do? Why did we coach Snyder retire? This was going to happen no matter who was the coach. There wasn't enough bodies, talent. When Chris Kleiman admits that counting walk-ons, and even though he's at 63 instead of 85 scholarships at North Dakota State, he had way more quality depth at North Dakota State last year, the previous years, than he has at K-State. That should summarize the issue right now in Manhattan. And, And depth isn't just about games. It's about practice. It's about replicating things. Thus, they have to go back to ones against ones. I know we're about to dot the I's and cross the T's on this one. Mm -hmm. His name hasn't come up once in the 40, 45 minutes we've talked. Skylar Thompson needs to play quite well was, on Saturday. He needs a game. We're on the same, same wavelength. Yeah, that was coming for me. It's yeah. time. Much. I mean, it's time. Especially yeah. when you're in a position where you are depleted in terms of weaponry. Like, if you're going to be the guy, if you want to be talked about as the guy, it's kind of it's unfair to a point because I don't like doing this with the quarterback position these days because you have to have uh, things in the cupboard to go to. But at some point, there has to be a game where you kind of take over and, and put your team on your back and, and, and have a performance that people will remember. His discomfort level, these two Big 12 games, has been troubling to me. He's not happy in the pocket. He's not decisive running the ball. He's just got to be decisive. Whatever he's doing, my God, son, go do it. Do, you know, if you're going to tuck the ball and run, tuck the ball and run. If you're going to stand yeah. in the pocket, man, be brave and stand in the pocket. And that O-line's got to be better. I don't hang oh, no all six sacks on him, but at least half of them were bad blocking, and the other half wasn't great blocking, but Skyler still needs to get rid of the ball. The uh, collective offensive line play in teams amongst that people are mm-hmm. interested in in the state of Kansas is awful. Between the Chiefs, the Jayhawks, and the Wildcats, oh my God. they're all bad. Chiefs might be say. the worst. Yeah, that's <laughs> saying something. Oh, yeah. Very good, boys. Very good. Thanks for joining us here on Columbus Day. Go out and build your ships if that's what you do as a family on Columbus Day. And sail don't the be stadium. like Christopher Columbus. Don't be like him. Just saying. Don't move into your neighbor's house, declare you've discovered right. it, and make them leave. He's bad. That's a bad move. Yep. Unless you hate your neighbors. One takeaway from me, Christopher Columbus equals bad. That's it. <laughs> Hot take, we're out. You've been listening to the PowerCat Insiders Podcast, presented by Commerce Bank. 
PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.